The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. You might know that this year marks the 75th anniversary of D-Day, but a new survey suggests Canadians that you don't know a whole lot about it. In fact, the Ipsos poll for Global News in partnership with Historica Canada found that we failed when we were asked six multiple choice questions on D-Day. Joining us now is Anthony Wilson-Smith, the president and CEO of Historica Canada. Were you surprised, Anthony, or disappointed? Yeah, I think no question that uh, a couple of results in particular were pretty dismaying. I think the thing is, you know, some of the stuff that we asked, we knew was very difficult, and I frankly would not expect everybody to know a number like, for example, example, you know, we asked if people knew how many Canadian soldiers landed on D-Day. Well, not a lot of people got that. I get that, meaning I understand that. The ones that disturbed me were, you know, people who had no idea what D-Day was, for example, yeah. or, you know, the high percentage of people who had no idea who Canada was fighting when they were landing that day. Some people actually thought it was France, when in fact, of course, this was all about saving France and the rest of Europe. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, uh, that, that was a little staggering when I saw that. Um, you know, 68% knew that Canada was involved, 62% able to correctly identify what D-Day was. But when you mentioned about Germany being the country that the Allies were fighting, only 58% knew that. And I thought that would be a given. Well, you know, that's one where we look at all the American movies and things and say, actually, in this case, People, I'm surprised people don't know it just because there have been all these movies about the war. I mean, I know Saving Private Ryan's more than 20 years old, but it still shows up all the time. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff about D-Day and other than, yeah, it just it just really threw me for a loop. Uh, when we talk about the date, I mean, we talk about some of the other questions, and I think they're they're interesting. One of the questions was, what year was the in, uh, did the invasion take place? Only 34% got uh, 1944 right and um again it was that surprising to you or not is that one of those ones that you thought well maybe i can understand it i could you could sort of let it go and you know again i'm actually a bit unusual for someone in the history field that i don't fuss as much on (laughs) on a lot of dates uh or years if people you know to me it's more important if people have a general idea of the sense of things in other words if somebody says to me you know i know but i know d-day was the biggest you know sea invasion in Mm -hmm. the history of the world which it was or i know that's what marked the beginning of the end of world war ii which is also true Mm -hmm. then i'm thinking well they've got a sense of context you know and i won't worry about the year that much so so that was another one that uh, I thought, you know, I could wish it would know. Of course, the thing is that what that misses is the awareness. This is 75 years now since yeah. D-Day. And by the way, you know, there's still three or 400 veterans from the landing that day who are with us. Yeah, you know, I started, uh, I was uh, I was at Juno Beach in 2003 when they opened uh, Juno Beach Center. And I remember talking to so many of the veterans who showed up uh, for that day. And, uh, you know, I was looking at their faces and wondering, you know, how much longer um, are, are these, these folks going to be around for? And you look at 75 years years now. Um, we're going to soon come to uh, the point, like we did with World War One, that um, we won't have our veterans to tell those stories anymore. So I know Historic Canada is, is trying hard to educate Canadians. What, what do you have on tap this year to uh, try to make sure that folks know um, more about the 75th of D-Day? couple of things in particular. Um, one is that uh, I think, you know, a lot of people will know our Heritage Minutes that we do, so we'll be, we'll be bringing out a new Heritage Minute specifically to mark the 75th anniversary of D-Day and the story of a, of a heroic Canadian in particular uh, in late May. So uh, we, usually, we usually, frankly, 
actually get up over a million views on those mm-hmm. online, so we expect that'll draw some attention. We have our Canadian Encyclopedia, which is free and in both official languages online only, and that's got all kinds of stories. So anybody just has to Google Canadian Encyclopedia and maybe D-Day, and that will have it. We also do something called the Memory Project, and uh, available across Canada, and that's that every year we arrange more than usually more than 2,000 visits by veterans of all ages, including recent Afghanistan veterans, still some World War II veterans mm-hmm. in their 90s who go into schools, talk about their experiences. And finally, within the Memory Project as well, we have all sorts of uh, live videos uh, or videos shot with veterans talking about their specific experiences in wartime, including you know the earlier Battle of Dieppe, including mm-hmm. D-Day, what it was like, how it felt. Uh, so you still get a first-hand sense from them of that. Why do you believe, I mean, you're, you're the president and CEO of Historica Canada. By the way, if you just joined us, Anthony Wilson-Smith on the phone with us this afternoon, we're talking about a, a new uh, Ipsos poll on D-Day. Um, you know, why, outside of the fact that you are the president and CEO of Historica Canada, why do you believe that this is so important for folks to know about well, two things. First of all, on the human scale, you know, again, we have these veterans with us. We don't have them that many more years with us. There's not that many remaining times to say thank you for what you did, thank you for your service, thank you for, you know, risking your life and your devotion, and that really matters. And the other thing is, World War II, you know, the effects of D-Day, of that battle of World War II very much shaped the world that we live in today. You know, Germany is today a great democracy and world power in a good way. That's because that bad regime was tossed out by Canadians and other people. The same is true of Japan. We against is a great country today and again on a democratic path um, you know we had the cold war come out of it which wasn't good but we we effectively won that too so everywhere you look around the world the way all, so many countries function is a direct result of that how much of a challenge is it for you guys to get folks to pay attention to um, history well, Canadians are interested. We know that like, every year we poll at about Remembrance Day, and we always find an enormous proportion of Canadians who say, yes, I'm absolutely going to make a point of seeing a cenotaph, a ceremony, or something there. So we know the passion for the country is there. I think, you know, it's still a lot of the ideas that history, you know, people just think history's boring. It's old black and white photographs. It's, you know, it's too much focused on dates and events. So a lot of what we do with the minutes and otherwise is say, well, no, actually, let's tell you, we'll tell you individual stories. And when you see those stories, you'll understand those were people just like us, you know, mm-hmm. same hopes, same fears, same passions, you know, trying to figure out how things were going to end up, um, you know, scared a lot of the time, learning how to put that aside in wartime, learning what else to do, worried about their family back home. That's the human element we can all relate to. And that's what people need to see more of. Anthony, do you think that, I'm going to put you on the spot here, do you think that um, this country could do a, a better job in preserving our, our military uh, history? No question we could. I'll tell you one of the issues is, and it's good in some ways and bad in others, is that education in our country is, you know, is run individually by the provinces. And that's nice in the way that everybody should know more about the area in which they grew up and learn about local heroes. What it means, though, is that unlike the U.S., we have no national narrative. You know, we have no national, mm-hmm. well, we do national storytelling, but I mean, not at that, that wide, widespread level for millions of people. So where Americans grow up all knowing about the Alamo and the this and the something and Iwo Jima and the war battles of World War II, you have have to go out of your way to find it and we do find with canadians when people get interested they'll go down that path and learn but you have to get their attention first and you know and that's not happening in schools to the degree that we'd like and just want to touch on this when you broke it down these uh these questions if you when you broke it down by um age groups what did you find 
Well, you find that um, what you see, which does not surprise, is that the younger people are, in other words, the more removed from an event mm-hmm. 75 years ago, the less they tend to know about it. Whereas people north of 50, which, by the way, includes the likes of me, <laughs> you know, we, you know, we grew up. I mean, I would say about this that I remember in the 70s and 80s as being a kid that, that you know, it, it could be the bank manager down the corner or you know the neighbor next door or I had a couple of my hockey coaches were actually World War II vets. Mm-hmm. You know, they, in other words, they were in the middle. You know, they were in their middle years. They were in the mainstream of the community. They were leaders, so you couldn't help but know about it. Whereas now, with that advanced age, you're not running into these people at the same rate, mm-hmm. so it's not as immediate a presence, and that makes it harder. And you know, last point on that is is you know the Afghanistan veterans and the younger ones have been great. When you put them in schools and they meet with kids who mm-hmm. are 14 to 17, that's our target. They really get it with these people because yeah. they look at them and you know and and they kind of speak the same language it happens with our veterans in their 80s and 90s but it takes a little longer you know because the students look at them and say well you know what could we possibly have in common although Mm -hmm. then they very quickly understand but but the ones in their 30s are great salute to them too of course anthony thank you so much for joining us this afternoon very much my pleasure again thank you the 630 chad afternoon news with jaylen nye and andrew gross weekdays at two on 630 chad